0: Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show.
1: This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network.
0: Going to work, crisscrossing with Joe's,
1: Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. Now Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver.
0: Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. Well, AJ, there's been uh, a lot of scoreboard watching recently uh, for all of Avs Nation. And dare I say, the last handful of nights have gone pretty well for the Avalanche. Um, boy, Coyotes... Uh, Losing ground, Oilers, or excuse me, not the Oilers, the Oilers lost to the Senators a few nights ago. Uh, Senators for nothing, lo- guys. Yeah, seriously. Senators losing ground. All in all, like I said, been a pretty good handful of days here for the Abs.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, last night, um, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, dude, they, the Avalanche have gotten outrageously lucky in the, with yeah. the scoreboard watching over the last, like, two weeks, dude. It's it's been I, so good for them. Like Minnesota's losing, Arizona's losing. The teams that they're losing to are teams that are um, not like they they don't matter. Like you don't you don't really care. Uh, it's you know the the Ottawa thing, Detroit and LA are both. It's it's funny because like we always talk about like at the end of the year, teams teams like bad teams almost always the bottom falls out. And then Mm -hmm. you look at the bottom of the standings this year and uh, New Jersey, Detroit, Los Angeles, and Ottawa, all in their last 10 games have all won at least four. Yeah. And, you know, the only team that's truly fallen apart here is is Buffalo. And I guess the Rangers a little bit, but like the it's, it's so weird that all those teams are now just like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to win games now. Right and they're beating quality opponents. LA shut out Calgary last night. Detroit just uh went on the road and beat uh Vegas and San Jose back-to-back games. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. Um you know, New Jersey beat uh Arizona a couple a couple days ago. So it's 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 crazy that it's it's worked that way uh for the Avs like in in both facets.
0: Well, and I mean Ottawa. We, you know, we made the joke a second ago. Ottawa beat an Edmonton team that's trying to talk themselves into a playoff race.
1: It could I have mean, been. I mean, put put um, say Ottawa or say Edmonton won that game. You know, um, add a couple of points. You know, they get they get LA uh, tonight. Uh, Edmonton gets LA tonight. So Edmonton Edmonton doesn't have anybody to blame but themselves. You know, with the way that their schedule kind of set up.
0: That's a, I mean, it's a joke organization that will always be bad and always lose until <laughs> they change something. They'll, they'll never. Yeah. We joke about not getting nice things here in Colorado. They really don't get nice things. They got the nicest thing and they found a way to screw it up.
1: It, yeah. Like they, uh, I mean, the, looking, looking at like, it's funny because you talk about draft and development and stuff. And there's been this like I, I I've seen recently that there's this like, oh, Colorado and Edmonton aren't that far off from each other. And it's like, let's calm down. Like <laughs> Colorado drafted first overall one time.
0: Right, right. You
1: know, Edmonton Edmonton did it four separate occasions. Like
0: in what? Five years?
1: It was I think it was like Six? seven years.
0: Oh. It's three um, back to back to back.
1: But it, but I mean, you're talking. They made four number one overall picks in a relatively short time period. They they should be one of the cream of the crop in the end. And one of those was McDavid. Like one of those is, and like well, Taylor Hall's obviously very, 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 very good. Um, well,
0: they they made they made four first overall picks. Yeah, four out of it was yeah six or seven. And then two of those years they were third where they picked up Leon Dreisidel and Jesse Puljujarvi.
1: Yeah, right. And they moved uh they moved up for the Puljujarvi one too, I believe.
0: No, they didn't. Because that that was the one where I think they were fourth there. And uh I don't remember who it was. Uh, Columbus took Pierre-Luc Dubois and everyone yeah. thought it was going to be Matthew's line A Puljujarvi. And Yarvi fell to Edmonton. I remember oh, making the yeah. joke saying, Oh, well, it's nice to see something go Edmonton's way at the draft. Uh, this player fell to them at number four.
1: Yeah. I mean, they should, they should have a top line realistically of uh, Taylor Hall, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, anyway, like Edmonton Edmonton's a joke, dude. And they're they're <laughs> wildly incompetent and they uh I I they need they need deep 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 cuts in order to change.
0: Isn't that crazy that that even with Connor McDavid, you're talking about a team that 4 years into Connor McDavid is is probably going to have to do another complete tear down and
1: rebuild. Well, and it's, what's crazy is that they're maxed out money-wise. Like, it's yeah. not like they've cut corners. They tried. They tried, and it, it blew up multiple years in their face. You know, and they've they've had some bad injury luck along the way. Like, sure, but nobody made them do the Milan Lucic thing. You know, like, there, there were some bad decisions. Um, a, a little bit of bad luck, a lot of bad decision-making. <laughs>
0: Not to get off on a complete side rant here, but you were talking about these lower seeded teams beating, uh, you know, hockey clubs that are in tough positions. And and you look at that, and that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff where Edmonton, why they'll always suck and why (laughs) the only success they've ever found has been because of sheer strokes of luck uh, is because you're one couple nights ago you're already trying to kind of fabricate and talk yourself into the fact that hey we can get back in this and you go out and lose to the Ottawa Senators with eight games to go yeah I mean it's
1: it's whatever you know that's they're they're not good um that's a toxic environment that's that's a that's a place where you just can't you don't want to be there man you don't want to be part of that
0: yeah Lucked into Wayne Gretzky, lucked into Connor McDavid, and you still suck. Uh,
1: Well, I mean, at least they made Gretzky worthwhile.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, No kidding. So these bottom feeder teams all seem to be winning – But we're just fine with that. As long as they're all winning, it's all offsetting, and Ottawa stays six back. uh, The next closest person is all we care about, and that's where they sit right now. Six back of L.A., eight back of Detroit. Ottawa's got seven games to go.
1: Okay, seven, okay. Seven games, so yeah, seven games left, uh, six points back. I mean, they're going to have to play really, really good hockey down down the the last couple – the last, what we're down to the last two weeks of the season, man. Um, it's even that much, so um, yeah, like this is this is it. I said I wouldn't actually get excited about the Ottawa thing until five games left, so uh, I'm Almost gonna, there. yeah, exactly. I'm gonna stick to it, but it's getting real close. And they uh, they played tonight,
0: yep, they got against, Buffalo against a
1: Buffalo team that played last night and has totally fallen apart. So I fully expect them to win that game. Uh but the Kings and Kings and Oilers, Kings also playing on the second night of a back to back against a rested team, but you never know. Hopefully, hopefully they find a way. Hopefully that they they can mitigate that. Because Hopefully
0: everything we just ranted about holds true for tonight. Six points six points back
1: with uh with six games to play, man. That's I mean, that's that's hard, obviously, if, if we were in, we were talking about a playoff team, we'd be like, "Oh, that race is over."
0: Right, right. But yeah, with bad teams, go. you just
1: never really know.
0: Uh, so then, again, before we jump to break, you look at those playoff races. last night, Dallas wins. Minnesota loses in regulation. Yep. Arizona plays tonight. Uh, you're two points up on Minnesota with a game in hand, two points up on Arizona, uh, same number of games played.
1: We'll have a game in hand by the end of the night.
0: We'll have a game in hand by the end of tonight. So, it's it's getting interesting here, folks. If Arizona loses tonight, then, man, you're in good shape
1: yeah I mean a win tomorrow against Vegas would really go a long long, long way towards setting up a potential elimination not not a mathematical elimination but a realistic elimination of Arizona on Friday night mm-hmm. because if they win uh if Colorado wins uh, against Vegas and Arizona loses tonight and then Colorado beats arizona uh that's you know that's six points with four to go right. And at that point, man, like you're needing a miracle for, if you're Arizona.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy because it's, it's coming right down to these last couple of games. Again, you hope it doesn't come down to game 82. We talked the other day that you hope that that, Can't uh, do it. that that St. Louis game, maybe that next day is when you're hoping for some clinching scenarios to start playing out. Um, But as much as the scoreboard, and it hasn't just been the Avs this year, all of these kind of, you know, Minnesota, Arizona, Dallas, uh, Colorado, the scoreboards have broken their way all season. None of these teams would be in it uh, in in any other year. You know, uh, 88 points is holding down the last wild card spot out east as where 81 is getting you in out west. So it's definitely they've all benefited from each other being terrible this year. Yeah. But the last couple nights has has really helped the Avs out. So they got to take advantage tomorrow against the Knights. And then, like you said, might be in a position to put a team away on Friday, which would be kind of another test of what this team is made of. One more quick break here. When we come back, AJ, you broke the news a couple days ago. Shane Bowers, most likely returning to the Boston University Terriers, what that means, why he might have done that, and how close are we to Kale McCarr-Watch. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back.
2: Hyper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years.
0: Hello to all of you out there. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. I am your host, Jesse Montano, joined by AJ Hayfley. You know him, you love him, you know all about him. AJ, how you doing? First, uh, I I feel like we always start these off talking about weather, but I'm going to keep doing it. First, uh, First day where it really felt like spring out there.
1: Oh, I didn't go outside today. I ran errands yesterday.
0: Oh, you should have gone out today. It's, it's uh, super nice. Supposed to be really nice tomorrow too.
1: Yeah, today was my. Uh, today was my. Well, I don't have to do anything because uh, Adrian uh, took practice, so I've just kind of been hanging out today. Um, you know, not doing. not really doing much. Honestly, been doing a lot of spring cleaning a lot around the house. Um, yeah, getting uh um, you know, we, I have a, uh, roommate. Uh, we have to start looking for, uh, a new roommate, uh, at the end of this month and mm-hmm. the beginning of next month, uh, to move in at the start of June. Uh, so we mm-hmm. want to make sure that the house is like nice and like, clean and taken care of and all that. So, yeah. We just have like a, we have like four bedrooms in the top floor of our house that are just sitting there.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I've never been into like the whole like, I don't want to say I've never been into it. I, I've just never done like the whole spring cleaning thing, but this is the first year where I'm like, I've got a bunch of motivation to really get everything looking nice now coming out of the winter uh, and into the more sunny months. But you mentioned it just a second ago, AJ. You, uh, You were able to stay at home because AD took practice. There were some updates from practice. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about here in this first segment. Practice report, basically. Uh, let's start with injuries. Let's start with the biggest one uh, as in terms of what we were told as far as length. Gabe Landeskog returns to practice wearing a uh, red non-contact jersey. Now, he was skating last week, so I'm sure some of you are saying, Jesse, you idiot. He didn't return today, but he was taking part in drills today. What's the latest on the captain? Uh,
1: I mean, it's the it's still day. We're still day to day here
0: with with Landy.
1: Yeah, essentially, um, you know, that he's back, what, two weeks early uh-huh. um, is is already a is already a big development. Um, because you know when he was skating last week, and it was like, oh, he's yeah, he's out there skating. He he wasn't even able to start shooting yet, and right. now he's now he's practicing with the team. So, yeah.
0: no, it's huge, and and that's definitely something that, especially with when you look at the standings, you're saying, hey, if the abs can hold on, which obviously there's still a lot up in the air, but hey, if the abs can hold on and get into the playoffs. Uh, you're definitely feeling better about about Gabe coming back uh, by that time. So yeah, him being on the ice, him being with the team, even in the red non-contact, is a good sign. The other big one, obviously, is Miko Rantanen. This is one where I don't know if, if there was much clear uh, clarity uh, brought today. But what do we have on no. number 96?
1: Same thing. Um, waiting. We're gonna wait and see and take this game by game, day by day.
0: And it was announced today though by Jared Bednar that he will not be playing against the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow. Is that correct? Yeah. So the abs will be without Miko and Gabe for at least one more game. I think we've already talked about it. Do you have any kind of hunch as far as what it is for Miko? They've been especially tight-lipped on him. Uh
1: I think it'll I honestly I think like if they beat Vegas. Um I, I Boy, would I be surprised if they don't both play Landy and Miko on Friday against Arizona because they could, if they beat Vegas on Wednesday, uh, they could really, 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 really put the foot on the throat of the Coyotes if they beat them Friday in Denver.
0: Well, it also depends on what happens with the Coyotes tonight, which we will talk about in the next segment, where which could make that uh, that Friday night game that much more important. Uh, let's keep kind of flying through the uh, the injuries here, so we can get out of this segment with uh, without crying too hard. Uh, Vladislav Kamenev. This is an interesting one because it was something that, again, when it happened, it was ah, oh, what a bummer for that guy. It has ended up being a much, much, much. Uh, I don't necessarily want to say bigger deal just because that sounds extremely unprofessional, but those are the best words I can come with right now. So it's, it ended up being a a much bigger deal losing Vladislav Kamenev uh, for the year. Could we potentially be looking at a playoff return if the abs were to make it, or is he still uh, considered done for the year?
1: No, he's done for the year. Realistically, he's done for the year. Um, it's good for him that he's able to get out there and do hockey things again because uh, that that means he's on track for uh, a, a summer in which uh, he doesn't have to spend a lot of it rehabbing and he can just spend a lot of it training normally, getting ready for next season um, and hopefully bubble wrapping his shoulders.
0: <laughs> so we asked um, the question about Connor Timmons as far as... Uh, you know, what does something like that do for development? This is a kid who's a little bit further along in that development. Do injuries like this stunt that growth yeah. perhaps more than it would for Connor
1: Timmins. I mean, think, think about it. I mean, he was already – Kamenev had already proven himself in the AHL. He'd already proven himself a good AHL player, uh, worthy of an NHL shot. He would have gotten an NHL shot with the Predators – uh Had they just had space for him, and that was one reason that made him uh expendable in the deal and made him valuable for the abs was that this was a young guy that was ready to rock and roll um and then he wasn't you know he's right. essentially missed two seasons had go back and assume he never gets hurt in the first place, you know he would be he wouldn't have been trying to establish himself this year he would have already been established. He would have already been one of the guys, and then had he not gotten hurt this year, he would have had two full years. Uh, we would know what's going on with Kamenev. We would know what the plan is. We would know who he is. We'd have a strong idea of what kind of an NHL player he is, where he fits in the lineup, and you know, we would we would have a much better idea of exactly what that guy is. And right now, it's two years that have been lost, and while. It's great that he was fine. You know, he was—he's a good AHL guy. He doesn't need any more seasoning down there. He doesn't need any more time down there. Um, I think it's—it's—it's it's, it's really, really, really hard for a team to wait two years for a guy. You know, two years is a long time, and that's—that's mm-hmm. that's a long time for a team to to have a guy around and to to still just not know what they have in him.
0: Anything, and about I mean him like.
1: Almost. More more serious injury, but look at Robbie Fabry in St. Louis. You know, they've waited two years for that guy. And obviously with it being the knee injuries, there was a lot more um that affected his game. Uh but it's been it's been a pretty big letdown for Robbie Fabry in St. Louis, missing two seasons. And so, you know, with Kamenev, it was it was like, Oh, this this is rough, you know, he's he's gone down again. Um, At the time, we thought that Bowers was on track to go pro at the end of the season, and that's one more guy to compete with a job. The Avs are probably going to sign a a forward or two in free agency. Uh, They might draft a forward. They might draft a center uh, in the the top couple of picks this year that could come in and and compete for that job. So, you know, the fact that they still don't know him, that there still isn't that trust with – with Bedner, and there still just isn't a, a comfort level with who he is as an NHL player uh, is a, is a big, big loss for him and the organization.
0: Last one I want to talk about before we go to break is, is a guy you and I have talked about a little bit, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago on one of the shows. And we, it was kind of a, a lighthearted story, but I'm sure he doesn't find it quite as funny. Uh, Mark Barbario. Back on the ice today, this is a guy that's under contract for one more year here in Colorado after signing a two-year extension last summer. Uh, you and I both agreed that we thought last year and the time that he was with the Avs the year before, he was a really solid third-pairing guy. Yeah. <clears throat> on the rare moments he's been healthy this year, has spent time in the press box What's the update on Barbario, and what is kind of the plan for this guy going forward?
1: Um, that, that's still all very much. It, I'll answer the last question first, but the plan moving forward, very much still up in the air. Um, honestly, there's, when we get into the summer, there's an argument to be made that buying him out would be the smartest thing to do. Um, it's not financially punitive and it opens up a roster spot that they might have uh, a use for, for a young player. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, you know, it's, it it certainly sucks for him. If that were the case, Um, terrible, terrible luck that he just kept getting fluke injuries this year. It was just random stuff that just kept cropping up and and getting him. So, um, but, but in terms of right now, I mean, he's I, – I can't imagine that, that he would be a guy that they would consider actually playing at this point. Um, regardless – if you know, another if injury helping. cropped up. Because, like, you already have Graves, who's been playing for the last half of the season. You're comfortable with him. Um, he's played well for you. Uh, he's probably a guy that they they will bring back and put in that role next year. Yeah. Um, and you know, Graves' success might have made Barbario expendable. To be honest, um, so I I just can't imagine that, given what a lost season it's been for Barbario, that come playoff time that they would they would do that.
0: Well, there you go. It's a disappointment I mean, for such I, an I, awesome guy. I would say they would
1: they would be more comfortable with doing that than like dipping into the AHL pool again, and like bringing up or soft gear and alt or whatever. I would go with Barbario uh, before doing that. But assuming that they don't get multiple defensive injuries, uh, Graves is the obvious guy to just hop in and take that, that gig.
0: Well, there you go. Let's jump to our first break here. When we come back, we are going to Magneto? take Oh my gosh. That The, the been... one guy that's actually healthy and we'll play tomorrow. Well, that's why he doesn't matter anymore because he's <laughs> Right. Good call. Thank you. Matt Nieto, um, I would say, what's the update? But you just gave it. He will play tomorrow. Uh, so that's it. That's going to be a really nice boost to the Avs bottom six. I know a lot of people are going to say, ah, who cares? It's Matt Nieto. That's going to be a big bump to your bottom six. That's that's Carl Soderbergh. That's Andrew Agazzino, one of those guys coming out of the lineup. Carl theory. Soderbergh. Sorry?
1: We said Carl Soderberg. I don't think he's coming out of the lineup.
0: No, I said Agazino or uh, Gabriel Bork.
1: You said Carl Soderberg.
0: Why would I have said Carl Soderberg?
1: I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: I think probably you heard because, me
1: wrong. Probably because Soderberg is his bestie now. Anyway, um, yeah, no, Nieto Nieto should definitely help them out, man. Like he was playing really, really well before he got hurt. If he can get back to that level. Uh, now, obviously, it's like he's not like a, a game changer for them or anything, but they have been scraping by with the bottom lines that they're just trying not to lose games with. And with Nieto, you, you're you having a real conversation of, hey, this guy can actually really help you uh-huh. in on offense and defense and not just like. Oh, hey! This one guy can help you in this one spot. So uh, his another underrated injury for them, just because you know Matt Nieto, not obviously the same caliber of guy as landy or Rantan in terms of injury, but they the Avs just have not been deep enough uh, to to replace Nieto adequately. So yeah. his return is going to be meaningful as well,
0: for sure. All right, well, this time, let's actually go to that break. Before we do, I'm going to remind you guys about that game-changing coffee over at Strava Craft Coffee. It is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, and it has even helped decrease anxiety, anxiety, It is all natural and CBD is non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty and we could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. Jesse Montano and AJ Haefeli here on the BSN Avalanche podcast. We will be right back.
2: When it comes to insurance, sometimes you never really realize how important it can be until you actually need it. Well, here at BSN Denver, we recommend Farmers Agent Bryce Babcock to all of our listeners as one of the most trusted and reliable agents in the metro area.
1: If I was a customer, looking for a new agency, I would recommend Bryce because his agency hands down is the fastest people I've ever dealt with to get information back to you.
2: That was David. He's been a client of Bryce's for over three years now.
1: I used to have my homeowner's insurance with another farmer's agency that never really followed up, never followed up on the price. My price was actually dropped by almost 20 to 30 percent, switching over to Bryce, even with the same company. And like I said, his follow up is awesome. He guarantees you at least a one time year follow-up that he will sit back and review your file with you.
2: Like David mentioned, Bryce guarantees that type of communication because he understands how important it is to be relatable and accessible.
1: He's a great person not only be your agent, but he's a great person to be your friend as well.
2: If you're interested in making the switch to Bryce Babcock for your life, home, business, or auto insurance, be sure to call 303-996-6509 and mention BSN. Arthur, and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out com.
0: Third and final segment, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano and AJ Hafley here. Going to talk to you about uh, some of the young guys coming up through the system as we are nearing the end of the college season. Some players are already done and some are still waiting to get their skates on the ice for the NCAA tournament. The Avs have players in both buckets there. And one of the guys that we've been expecting uh, once his season ended, he would probably join the Eagles and then next year at training camp be. Uh, Someone who is pushing for time, pushing for that roster spot. We mentioned his name earlier as far as, hey, this is going to be a guy that's knocking on Vladislav Kamenev's door. Might not be after a down sophomore year. Shane Bowers, who came over in the Matt Duchesne trade from the Ottawa Senators. Uh, This is a guy that we've been talking about for a while now. This is a guy that we're excited about. He showed well at the WJCs this last year. Had a fantastic year, uh, had a fantastic freshman year at Boston University, racking up 17 goals and 32 points. Uh, Last season, we were expecting, hey, he'll probably go back for his second year, be the guy on that top line now that Brady Kachuk is gone. Well, he went back, he was the guy, and he was maybe one of the better players on a Boston University team, but definitely took a step back, and it sounds like the Avs might want to leave him to marinate a little bit longer at uh, at Boston University. AJ, what is the latest on the Avs center prospect?
1: Uh, well, they are uh, the the expectation is that he is going to return to Boston and he is going to you know be the guy on a on that rebuilding squad for the Terriers next year. Uh, They lost a lot of their their NHL-drafted guys. Uh, Dante Fabro was there for three years and just left. Um, You know, Joel Farabee was only there for a year, but had a really, really strong finish in the second half of the season. Uh, So he signed and he left. Um, So that's, you know, they... That's I mean, that's just kind of the world that the Terriers live in right now. A lot of those guys bailed. Uh, signed their NHL deals and moved on Um, from what it sounds like uh, from, from what I was able to get talking to to the sources that I talked to before I ran my story. uh, It sounded like it was a pretty mutual thing. Uh, Bowers was interested in going back for a year. The Avs were not going to push it. They were fine letting him. Um, I uh, don't have a super strong feeling on this one. Um, I think it's, it's interesting because, uh, Jost left after a year and we all, I think we all in hindsight agree that another year would have done him some good. Um, McCar stayed and there's no doubt that that did him good, but this is a different, a little bit different in that not a top 10 pick and not the same level of really high end, uh, talent. Mm-hmm. As, as those other guys, uh, as, as Makar and Joe star also uh, a junior year, you know, and junior year obviously brings into, well, maybe he wants to stay longer than that. You know, maybe he wants to stay a senior year and this turns into, does he want to, does he want to get to free agency and just walk? Mm -hmm. I would be very surprised if we got to that. Um, that doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like there's animosity here between the two sides. It just sounds like he's going to go back for his junior year. We'll see how he does. It was a disappointment of a sophomore season, uh, looking at this track, um very, very similar path to JT Comfer, uh, who had a good freshman year, took a step back on a, on a disappointing team. Um. On, on his sophomore season and then um broke out and had a huge, huge huge junior year. You remember he was part of that right. CCM line uh with Tyler Mott and Kyle Connor uh that, that ended up going to the world championships together and playing for Team USA. So um that's that's really the hope for for Colorado is that he follows the JT confer Train blueprint if you will
0: so so it sounds like it was uh, a bit of a mutual decision both shane bowers and the abs wanted him to go back for another year
1: so from what i've been told is that um they they both were interested in him going back for a year um and that's ultimately where where they've they're going to it looks like they're going to land
0: well that's good because you you, you want to hear that the player wants to go back if he's being told we don't think you're ready that's where you do and and it's probably even still then an irrational fear that's where you do start getting worried oh man hopefully like you said there's no animosity uh, and and hopefully the player doesn't suddenly start you know he wants to walk if the player thinks he needs to go back and the and the team's willing to support that I'm right there with you I think people are a little uh, a little gun-shy because of uh, Will Butcher, but that's definitely not the, uh, not the norm. Kale McCart, on the flip side of everything, had a fantastic sophomore year. Uh, led his team to the uh, number one rank in Hockey East. He was named Hockey East Player of the Year. He's a top 10 Hobie Baker finalist. 15 goals and 46 points in just 37 games for Kale McCarr uh, in his sophomore year at UMass. The NCAA tournament starts this weekend. <clears throat> Anyone that can grab a calendar knows that the Abs have games beyond this weekend. We're not necessarily expecting Kale McCarr's UMass Minutemen to be bounced in the first round, but if something were to happen, and they do, how quickly could we maybe expect to see Kale McCarr in Denver?
1: Um, I mean, obviously there's a lot of contract things to consider. Um, but I, for me, what would make the most sense, say if if McCarr and UMass lose this weekend and the season finishes, um, I mean, hell, even if they, they make a run to the Frozen Four, win the championship, um, to me... It makes the most sense that McCarr signs an a t o um and goes to play with the Eagles for their playoffs. even
0: if lineup. the abs are in it
1: following kind of the even if the abs are in it um trying to trying to fit him into to this lineup in the playoffs i think is just uh, i you know i just just let him be i think is is fine um, he plays one game for the AB till Burn is the first year of his ELC. Um, there's questions about the expansion draft eligibility. Um, I can't get a clear answer from anybody. I get I get different answers from different things. The league has told me one thing. The players' association told me another, for example. So uh, it doesn't sound like everybody's really even on the same page with that. Um, under that, under that, guys, I would say. Don't even right. take the chance. There's, you know, you're is Kale McCarr going to be the difference between them winning or losing a round uh, in this this postseason? Realistically, probably not. I as as hyped as I am about Kale McCarr, it's going to take time. You know, this is still this is still a twenty year old defenseman who's never played pro who, hockey. Who
0: has before. shown that as as so, excited as we are, you know, he's it takes him a minute to adjust it is i mean yeah i guess i shouldn't necessarily say that his his first year in the AJHL he went a point per game but uh you know it it took him a minute to adjust to the NCAA stuff so maybe even yeah like you said if he did a playoff run with the eagles would that be the worst thing in the world everyone always gives the abs crap for rushing development maybe dropping a you know this guy hey go uh, go do it in the AHL you know playoff run the games mean more everything's ramped up a bit might yeah. not be a bad middle step.
1: Well, and he could justify getting a lot of minutes on that team because they mm-hmm. are desperate for offense. They have badly struggled to score lately, and their blue line, especially, is devoid of uh playmaking ability on that back end. So they I mean Makar's he would be a perfect fit for the Eagles playoff run. Sign the ATO, sign the ELC that slides to the, that begins next season. Uh Play his play play under the ATO in the postseason, uh, similarly to what uh, Zach Orensky did a couple of years ago when they went on yeah. that Calder Cup run. You know, it's for, for me, man. I I think it just makes perfect sense. It's it's good for everybody involved. It would be good for Macar to get into uh, whatever pro experience the Abs are willing to give him. Uh, and ultimately, if they decide to just drop him into the NHL and be like, "Okay, hey, go for it," then I'm not going to throw a fit about that either. Um, obviously, under the uh the the expectation that he will not be a expansion draft eligible, I would assume that they would have a firm answer yeah. on that before they did that. So, but I will keep trying to get an actual clear clear cut positive 100% answer on that. But as of right now, I'm confident he would not be uh, exposed to that. So, um, playing for the Eagles, man. I, and what a good time that would be for him. That would be, he would get a chance to meet some of, some of the kids in the, in the organization that he's going to play with, uh, in the NHL down the road, uh, meet some of those guys, (laughs) you know, especially Martin (laughs) count. um, yeah get him around the team get him get him ingratiated into into uh Colorado well, how hockey great would and,
0: it be to, those fans um, up there get a look at kale McCarr up close
1: yeah, absolutely like he's not gonna be toiling away much in the a h l this might be the only right. time he so ever it's
0: does one it, of those things where you've got such amazing fans up in Loveland. to your point, it's one of those things where could he maybe help the abs on a playoff run? Yeah, he, he maybe could. You're totally right. But he would have a lot more value to the Eagles right away. There's no sense in, because I mean, you're having to take someone out of your lineup on defense. If, uh, if, if you're the abs and as we've seen, Jared Bednar doesn't necessarily love doing that. He likes the guys he likes. So, I mean, <clears throat> and to be fair, this time of year, you've had success in your last 20 or so games it might be tough to pull one of those guys out of the lineup. Uh, so I agree with you. Get him into the AHL. Kind of get him that nice middle step. Let him get into some playoff action where the intensity's ramped up a bit. The guys are going to be bigger. The guys are going to be faster. And, yeah, hey, reward those awesome fans up in Loveland. Give them uh, give them an up-close look at, uh, at Kale McCarr.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean – if the abs are in the postseason on a, on a run of their own, you know, it's not bad for those guys to be able to just take a quick jaunt up uh-huh. the road to watch him, him play. Um, and who knows, man, maybe if there's an injury, instead of us t- talking about Mark Barbario, maybe they do like what, uh, Boston did with Charlie McAvoy, where they started him out in Providence. And then when there was, uh, when there was an injury, when there was a need for it, McAvoy got called up to the Bruins yeah. in a postseason. There's there's precedent either way, so I think uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm not rooting for UMass to lose, but <laughs> you know we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, he's in an interesting bracket, honestly. With um, you know next to next, they've got Harvard on Friday, and then they if they win that, they would play uh, the winner of Notre Dame Clarkson. We could be having Cam Morrison, Kale McCarr watch starting as soon as that game ends, whichever one loses that game. If they, if they match up. So uh, could be, could be really interesting. Um, Obviously a little (laughs) less hype on Kale. Let's go ahead and get out of
0: here for the day. See if you can't get outside and enjoy this last little bit of sunlight. If you don't, it'll be super nice tomorrow too. So you'll have a chance. Thank you. You're super nice tomorrow. (laughs) I uh I don't know You're I just welcome. felt like talking today. Nice I just felt like having my voice heard on the podcast. I know uh...
1: you you don't get your due sometimes, especially <laughs> when people randomly hate on you on Twitter. I yeah, go way for, for way no way reason. out so of no thought, way So I thought
0: Hey, you know what? I thought I thought that since that guy is such a big fan, uh I thought I'd give him, you know, a little bit more, be a little bit more chatty today and uh just really get my voice heard, just really make sure that uh, everyone out there hears me fully and everyone just appreciates the tones of my voice and just really, really sinks into what I have to say. Just wanted to make sure that that was clear today Um, as I hit my mic all over the place. But I think that does it. I think that's it for today. Uh, Shout out to uh, everyone for listening. Of course, you guys are such amazing supporters, as always. All jokes aside, we had one, you know, idiot say something completely unnecessary yesterday on Twitter and uh, about 15 people either got in my mentions or in my DMs it's so like AJ said we 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 always appreciate you guys that you appreciate us and uh, we love you guys so thank you so much Absolutely. AJ anything else to add or are you good
1: I am good Good, although I am enjoying reading uh, Elite Prospect's post today. Kale McCarr turning pro now, not a slam dunk article as it uh, talks about him returning for his That's an interesting junior article, season. right?
0: Uh, yeah, I feel like someone probably wasted a bunch of time. Yeah. <laughs> For Adrian yep. Dater and AJ Hafley, I am Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.